Today, I'm going to talk to you about probably the two most misunderstood words in podcasting. I don't know. It's just my impression from the people I talk to. You hear it thousands and thousands of times if you're online and on podcasts any length of time at all. People talk about a sales funnel, but most people really don't know what a sales funnel is and what the purpose of it is. I'm going to tell you what that is today and how it actually gets you off the hook in your weakest moments. Stay tuned. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question. And this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me today so you can learn how to make more money from your podcast. If you haven't met me yet, I'm my name is Christy Hostler, and I'm the CEO of Team Podcast, and I've been a longtime podcaster. I've earned over a million dollars from podcasting, and about three years ago, I got tired of my podcast production clients pod fading and getting stuck in free content creation mode, so I decided to do something about it. I drove very deep into marketing and figuring out the marketing landscape for podcasters so that I never have to launch a show again that is not going to be monetized. So that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. And if I can never launch a show again that's not monetized, then for sure you can monetize your show. So that's what we're here to talk about today. And today I want to talk to you about this thing called the sales funnel. And I can remember back in my early days as a business owner and producing podcasts for other podcasters just like myself, I can remember at some point in time being on a consultation call with a potential client and talking and, and using the word sales funnel. And I remember instinctively feeling like some sort of guilt or shame or sales resistance, or maybe it's my own sales and money blocks coming up. And as soon as I said the word sales funnel, I said, and I hate to even use that word. Like I said, you know, how are you going to get people into your sales funnel? Well, I hate to even use that word because it seemed too forward and too aggressive and too almost, you know, it just felt greedy or something like you're, I'm doing a podcast so I can get people into my sales funnel. Well, boys and girls, I have to tell you, I'm a long way from that person today. And I will tell you that everyone needs a sales funnel unapologetically, and you don't have to feel badly about it. But I think what's important, the more I talk to podcasters, and I've been doing these podcast um, audits for people, been getting some amazing results and having some amazing conversations with the shows that are wanting to take it to the next level and really wanting to dial things in and get their monetization in line. The thing about it is, I see over and over again that part of the reason that many podcasters have not monetized, and I always say this, is because number one, they're not selling anything, right? And so you can't really monetize if you're not selling anything to anyone. But what you also have to realize is many times the thing that is holding us back from the actual selling things 
is our own money blocks and our own incorrect beliefs about money and selling and the value exchange that you can get for the information that you're providing on your podcast. Now, Money is an outgrowth of value, right? So I I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's kind of one of my business mentors, and I'm in a mastermind of his, and he is really heavily into the NFT artwork right now. And I don't know if you keep up with crypto stuff and NFTs and all that sort of thing, but that market is crazy right now. And so there are, he he was telling me, he said, Christy, I started out um, and I had about 18 thousand dollars I wanted to invest in NFTs. And so he did, you know, he's very good at self-educating and following people that he trusts and gets gets good information. And in the last six weeks, he's made over three hundred thousand dollars in profit from that eighteen thousand dollars that he invested. Now anyone, me and anyone else would be like, man, show me your ways. I will do that all day long if I can make as much money in a, you know six weeks as most people make in a year or, you know, even more than a year for many people that are not self-employed. But he then he followed up the conversation. He said, but Christy, he said, it feels, don't get me wrong, it's fun, it's exciting, it's fun to see how high this thing's going to play, like sort of play in the, the risky pool of things and, to, you know, take big risk and, you know, only gamble with the profit and that kind of thing. But he said, I firmly believe that money is a direct correlation to the value that we provide. And so I have to think about it and say, what value am I, what value did I provide to the world for that $300,000 in profit that I just made? And he said, so it feels really empty and it feels really like, cheating the system because I truly believe that the amount of money we make is tied directly to the amount of value that we provide. So if you believed that as a podcaster, I will tell you this, if you've been podcasting for any length of time, you have provided a ton of value right? You have put it out there. You have given up your nights and weekends and family time and other things so that you could make podcast recordings and provide value. You've done it. I know. I know the life of a podcaster. Why? Because it is my life. I've done it too. I I did it for years without ever getting anything from it. And one of the things that I'm seeing more and more as I meet with podcasters and we talk about their show and we try to draw the direct line between how they're using their podcast and what business they're driving leads to and how they're using their podcast to earn money within that business, I see again and again and again where our money blocks are keeping us in, in sort of from reaching our full potential. They're sort of keeping us handicapped a little bit. And one of the things that this makes the perfect case for is a sales funnel. Now, a sales funnel, let me just give you uh, an idea. You've been in a sales funnel before. We in the marketing world joke and be like, oh, man, I got funneled by this thing the other day. But we want to go through more sales funnels because we see what people are doing. We see what's working. We see what makes us click. We see what makes us buy. And we go, you know what? All I need to do is replicate that in my own business and I'll have buyers too. We see what an irresistible offer is, and all we have to do is replicate that. 
So it's, we love going, you know, as marketers, we love going through sales funnels because we learn and because we're, we're gathering ideas and we're using other people's, uh, the way they trigger us as a learning for the way we want to get other people to take action. So one of the things that a sales funnel does, a sales funnel is essentially, you might have heard, they start generally with a landing page. And this is a page that many times, if you've gone into a sales funnel, it'll have the product and the information, it'll have a big headline at the top of it. And then it'll have more information, and then you can buy it now. Sometimes there's a countdown timer on it. Sometimes there's other things. And then many times, if you don't buy, like, sort of above the fold of the page, you know, where you would have to start scrolling down, there's a whole lot more information, Right. It goes through, you know, like, who is this offer for? Who is this offer not for? What's the advantage to this offer? What happens if you don't take this offer? You know, all of these scenarios, it goes through and it plays them out. Now, let me tell you this. There's a lot of science and a lot of uh, uh, psychology that goes into building a sales funnel and having compelling copy and all of those reasons to have a sales funnel that are scientifically and data driven are are those those reasons right that they they can give a higher conversion rate if you use words that are uh, compelling and copy that's compelling and you have an offer that's compelling which is very different than you having to be the salesperson for every single product in your business now i will say this i know myself and recently in my business um, for years now, I mean, just ever since I began Team Podcast, I have been having like consultations with people before I sign them up. And the, the questions are always the same. Everyone thinks their podcast is unique, but the actual, the, the irony is there is no unique in podcasting. If you're doing an interview, you're probably doing it the way 90% of the other people are doing interviews. And if you're doing a solo show, you're probably following the format that 90% of the other people that are doing solo shows are doing. So, it's, there's not a lot unique. There's not a lot of things that, that we haven't seen before. So there is sort of a standard, like I'm going through the same questions and I'm reassuring people and people decide whether they like me and whether they trust me and whether I'm honest or whether I'm value driven and, and all these things. They're assessing me on the call, just like I'm assessing them trying to find out information because I need to know that I want to work with you as well, right? If somebody comes to me with a hobby podcast and they don't want to make money from it, they have no interest in doing that. Like don't waste the money spending it with me because I'm going to be focused on monetization with your podcast. And I'm going to be focused on trying to get you to get more money from your podcast and build multiple revenue streams. And if that's not what you're wanting to do, then save your time and my time because we're not on the same page and we don't want the same things from your podcast, right? No harm, no foul. Just go some find somebody to edit your show and produce it that is thrilled about being a technician. And they want to get your podcast as technically correct as possible, and they don't care whether you make money from it or not. They'll take your money all day long um, to be able to do an edit on your show. So no harm, no foul if, if you're not my ideal customer. Everyone is not. So that's okay. But what I found out when I started, when I first started, I would set aside an hour for these consultations. 
And then my business coach was like, oh, no, 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 ma'am. You cannot do an hour on these consultations. You need to do 15 minutes. And 15 minutes needs to have a very clear, the first five minutes is this, this you're covering. The second five minutes is this. And the third five minutes is this. Here's the problem. Christy is value-based. Christy wants to help to the point of wanting to help someone so much that it will hurt my profit margins, right? So I cannot trust myself to be on those sales calls because, well, even though I can say I have a successful business and I have, uh, you know, scores of clients that we work with right now to do their podcast, what I can also say is I have undervalued my time and I have undervalued my services that I'm providing. And what I have done in the meantime is I have leveraged value in a way that only gives it to people rather than getting it back from me. And that's what happens when I have a sales call, right? I want to provide more value. And then by the time I provide more value, the person hasn't paid for it. The person hasn't asked for it. The person probably wasn't even ready to receive the value that I was providing. So I poured my heart and soul into their their consultation and they walked away more overwhelmed than ever or or not really understanding the nuggets of value that I just gave them. You might be in that same situation. And what I hear continually when I'm doing these uh, podcast tune-ups that I do, which, by the way, if you are a podcaster that's been podcasting a while, um, you might be stuck in free content creation mode and not really have a way that you've figured out how to bring in predictable monthly revenue from your podcast. And so if you need me to do a podcast tune-up, uh, audit kind of thing on your show. I kind of go deep into what you're trying to accomplish, looking at all your assets online and, and all the ways you're trying to drive traffic. And then I go through and give you all the low-hanging fruit, the things that you can change on the back end, the ways that you can begin building your monetization path from your uh, listeners to your guests and all these other ways that you can monetize. Um, you can go and look at all of that information. My sales funnel for that is teampodcast.com for forward slash tune up one word just teampodcast.com forward slash tune up and it'll tell you all about it there it'll tell you why you need it and who you, who qualifies for it and um, you know if you're ready to take action I'm ready to help you take action and know what next steps you need to do to get out of free content creation mode because my gosh that's a sucky place to be in because why the value exchange right you're putting out value in the world but you're not getting money back and this same way my friend was making a ton of of money doing NFTs, but still felt empty for it because he wasn't putting any value into the world, you can still have that same bitterness and that same icky feeling when the, the shoe was on the other foot and you're putting out all this value into the world and you're not getting a dime back in, in exchange for it. In fact, it's costing you money too. So you're putting your time, your effort, your value and your money into it. Man, it feels a whole lot better whenever you get an equal value exchange for what you're doing and the value that you're providing to the world. So a sales funnel is simply a landing page. And that landing page does the selling for you. That landing page is designed in such a way to handle the objections. That sales page, that landing page, that sales funnel is designed to do multiple closes. And when I say multiple closes, we there's there's 
definite um, psychological forces. Some people, uh, when we say, talk about closing a sale, there's you almost have to do three, if you're doing it to a mass audience, you have to do three different closes. And it follows the ELF framework, E-L-F. First is the emotional close, right? And that's, that's you know, showing people that, you know, if they don't get whatever the product or service is, this is how their life is going to suck. This is how their life is going to be. But could you imagine if you flip the switch and you actually had this service and now, like for me with podcast production, you didn't have to spend all your time being overwhelmed and bogged down in the mire of your podcast. You could just create the content, walk away, go network and create relationships and create revenue generating products for your community and leave all the back end stuff to us. Can you imagine? Your life when every minute of spare time was not sucked up by your podcast, right? I mean, can you imagine how many more podcasts you could do or how many more revenue generating products you could create if you didn't have to put all the time into doing all the post-production of your podcast? That's an emotional close. E is for emotion. L is for logical. And a logical close, I'll be honest with you, one of the most logical closes is, you know, how much have you figured out how much of... Uh, money is your time worth, right? So if in your business you charge, you know, $100 an hour or $200 an hour or whatever it is that you can bill paying clients for your services, if you then spend your time doing that podcast production and that post-production, that you are actually costing yourself more money than you're, make, you're saving, actually. So it's the same thing I do with, um, like, for example, housework and yard work around my house. It's not that I can't do it. It's not that I hate doing it. But one thing I know is every minute I'm spending in my yard trying to keep it up, that that means that I'm not spending money, uh, spending time trying to create ways to make money and create revenue sources. So if I do that long enough, I'll bankrupt myself. So I'd rather go pay someone $40 an hour or $50 an hour to do my yard or my house cleaning and then me go and find out other ways where I can make $100 or $150 or $200 an hour doing things for the, the people that I love working with, which is podcasters. So that is a logical close. You know, a logical close is look at the just laid out black and white. There is ROI here, right? That's a logical close. And then the other part is is a fear of missing out. And you see this a lot of times with the countdown timers, like I thought I told you about. Uh, you can also see it with, you know, where there's limited seating. I only have this many slots available. Um, I do. I mean, I, we're, we're, you know, a company that's limited by the capacity that we have. Like every, I think every business right now is struggling, uh, especially in-person local businesses, is struggling with hiring. And they're struggling with staffing. I know where we live, um, it's... <sighs> There are so many businesses that have had to cut hours, not because they don't want to be open, but because they don't have the staff to staff all these hours that they used to be open. So they are limited by capacity. We are limited by capacity. So if you decide to take the offer after our capacity is full, you're going to be left out, right? So these are the kind of things, emotional close, a logical close, and a fear of missing out are three ways that you are going to let your sales funnel close people and handle objections that you don't have to, 
right? Because if I get Christy on a call, I'm going to, Christy's going to be my worst enemy for closing the sale. Why? Because she's going to keep providing value. And the more I'm talking, the less I'm selling. Right. So I need to shut up and get people to my sales funnel that's built with all of the things that we know make a successful sales funnel. And instead of me sitting there trying to feel like I'm talking somebody into it, there are ways that we telegraph and ways that I pick up on bunny blocks whenever people uh, in a podcast, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you are only doing your calls to action for whatever product or service that you're selling at the end of your podcast, at the outro portion, it might be getting left on the table because a lot of podcast apps let you automatically skip the intro and outro. And so if that's the only place you're putting it, then you're missing out on most of the ears you really want to target. So I tell people to move it to the middle. All of my clients that are interested in monetization, we tell you to move your move your your uh, any ads that you have for your product services or whatever to the middle of your podcast. Right in the middle, stick it in there, make a transition, and then come. It's like a break from your interview to go to the sponsor, and then you come back. Right, and even if you're the own spot, your own sponsor, or you're sponsoring your own courses or books or groups or whatever it is you're doing, right? Put it in the middle. But here's the thing. When I hear the ads for that mid-roll, many times I'm hearing people focus. They're either doing one of two things. They're selling it and they're saying, hey, look, here's, I've got all this. I've got this product and you get this and you get this and you get this and you get this and you get this. You get all these things and it's this much price or whatever. And my whole thing is your mid-roll ad You only need to give people enough information to compel them to get to your landing page of your sales funnel. And then your sales funnel does the rest of it. I heard, I hear many times, I should say, our own money blocks and the way we try to pitch things whenever we're doing our mid-roll ads. You know, I don't tell you how much a podcast tune-up audit costs and what the upsells or downsells on that are when I'm pitching it to you, because that's all covered in my sales funnel. I don't need to tell you that. If you're interested in it, you'll go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up and decide whether it's something. I mean, obviously, it will pay for itself whenever you uh, can get revenue coming back in on your podcast or you get on the path to revenue, right? So one once again, I don't need to cover all that in my sales pitch in the mid-roll ad of my podcast. All I need to do is throw out a couple of hooks and say, you know, if you're thinking about rebranding, if you're stuck, if your numbers have plateaued, if it's taken you longer than you thought to figure out how to monetize, then this is probably for you because there's a quicker way to do it. You just need another set of eyes to show you what to do, right? All I have to do is throw out a couple of hooks I don't need to tell you all the details. I don't need to tell you that, you know, this is all the things I'm going to do. And here's what's going to happen when we meet again. And here's all these things like that's irrelevant. I just need to focus on the results I can get you if you want those things in your podcast. If you want money coming in from your podcast and you've been trying it on your own and you haven't gotten it yet, then you probably need some help, you know. And this is some of the most economical help I can give you is just doing a podcast audit and giving you all the low-hanging fruit to get you more listeners and giving you all the ways you can get more leads on your email list and get on the path to monetization and lay that out. 
you know, there's ways that we handicap ourselves when we try to pitch it because we say things like, I have this affordable program. And every time I, as someone who's selling, say something about it being affordable or it's just a small investment of this much or whatever, I'm telegraphing my own money blocks. I'm telling you that I don't value my services like I should. And why allow your own handicaps to get in your way? Take that. Like, I don't trust Christy on consultation calls anymore. So what have I done? I've eliminated them in my business. If you go to teampodcast.com, the call to action is not schedule a call with Christy and see if we're the right people for you. Like, we can edit podcasts. We can do show notes. We can do graphics. We can do audiograms. We can do all those things. But that's not going to help you bring in revenue for it, right? So we can do all those things. And if you want all those things, like you don't, it, it's not like you're trying to figure out, you know, uh, if, if I'm going to be a, a good person to watch your children, right? I mean, you're wanting to know, can I do the job? And can do we have a history of being successful at doing what we're doing? Yes, we've been doing it since 2014, we have tons of clients, and we have a lot of our clients, I was looking the other day, a lot of our clients that we started in 2014, they're now hitting like their six, sixth and seventh year in podcasting, and they're still with us, and we're still producing their shows, and we're still working on helping them monetize. I had one of my first clients, I got her on a call the other day, and I'm like, you're doing ads wrong. You make money from ads, but you're doing them wrong, and you're shortchanging yourself, so let's figure out how we can make you more money with your ads. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I've left this much money on the table, right? So these are things that we do all the time, but you don't need to know that in order to work with me. I have my sales funnel set up. It can handle all the objections. It can give you every piece of information I would cover on a sales call. But you know what? I'm not going to get on a sales call with you anymore. I have a way for you to go through and you can buy our services right now on the podcast, from on the website, not on the podcast. You can't buy anything on the podcast, but you can go there on the website and buy our services. And then all that happens after that is we, your project manager reaches out to you and gets you all set up, and then we start producing your show. You don't need me to be involved in that, especially if I'm my own worst enemy and I schedule a 15-minute call from you and I end up standing on the phone an hour with you because I want to provide value and I want to help you. Right. You're going to get off that call and you're going to be like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Christy's awesome. But you know what? I provided value to you, but I didn't get anything back. So it's not a value exchange and you don't want to do that either. So I, I do advise people as much as possible, unless it's a very, very, very high end something that you're like, if, if I have a high end offer that I'm getting ready to uh, we'll be launching by the end of the year. And those are calls that I will need to get on and vet and make sure that before I charge you $10,000 for a product that we're going to help you then monetize and, you know, guarantee that we're going to work with you until we get the thing monetized. Like, I need to make sure that what you're doing is viable, right? Because if you don't have a valid offer and you don't have a vetted offer, like, I need to know that before I commit to work with you and before I take your money, right? Because I don't want to take money and not give you a return on your investment. So, I let a sales funnel do the work. Now, a sales funnel is not a page on your website that says courses. 
And then it has, this is my something something refresher course, $49, buy it here. And then you scroll down a little bit further. It's like, this is my super duper course. It's a, you know, one week intensive, blah, 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 price $297, buy it now. Then you go down a little further and it's like, oh, we have a monthly membership program that's $39. You can join that here. Click buy it now. Like that's not a sales funnel. A sales funnel is a landing page. Many times it has multiple steps to it. But the whole purpose of a sales funnel is that it will do the selling in a much better way than you or I could if we were trying to do it. Why? Because we won't get tied up in our money blocks. We won't get stuck trying to provide value and value and value. So people will think we are worthy to work with. Right? Do you feel me? You hear what I'm saying? Because this is what podcasters do. So don't allow, I mean, don't put your revenue hanging on the line with all of your insecurities and all of your weakest points. Outsource that to your sales funnel, right? Your sales funnel needs to do the selling. Your pitch on your podcast is not a full pitch, it's a teaser. It's enough to whet the appetite, to make people go, huh, I wonder if that's going to be something that would help me. And then they go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up or whatever, and there they see the full landing page. They see the full sales page where it says all the things and it handles all of their objections. And it clearly lays out who's, who qualifies for this. Right. So those people then get to raise their hand and say, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is exactly what I need because I'm stuck and my audio editor on my podcast can't tell me anything to do other than get noise reduction or get a better microphone or or whatever else. Right. So these are things that you need to be using a sales funnel for. We build sales funnels all the time. It's one of it's one of my team's favorite things to do is building a sales funnel, especially when you know we have an irresistible offer and getting that live and up and running so that a podcaster can drive traffic to it is something that is amazing because what it does is it takes all of the highest converting data points that we know as marketers and lines them up in your favor and takes all of the weaknesses and the insecurities and our own personal baggage that we have around selling or selling on our podcast and it eliminates them, right? So you've just immediately increased your conversion rate and increased your probability of converting more clients whenever we eliminate, we we accentuate the positive and all the things that we know work and we eliminate all the negatives and the ways that we handicap ourselves. So if you're not using a sales funnel and you're trying to do the selling on your podcast, You're doing it the wrong way. And what you're doing is you're exposing your own weaknesses and your own uncomfortability and insecurities about having to sell. You're putting them on display on your podcast. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do that, but I'm just saying there's a way where you don't have to go through that. Like there's a way for me to get clients for team podcast without them having to go through a sales consultation call with Christy, right? And honestly, just being completely honest, 
with every one of my business coaches and all of my masterminds and my business mentors, and you guys know I spend a lot of money each month to be in very high performing entrepreneurial groups. But all of them say that my time, my one-on-one individual time needs to be reserved for my best and biggest paying clients, right? It doesn't need to be out there for every single Tom, Dick, or Harry prospect who's kicking the tires and interviewing, you know, 16 different podcast editors to to decide who they're going to go with. Like, that is not the highest use of my time. And I'm going to tell you, that is not the highest use of your time either. Now, if there's a program or vetting or other things that need to go on, I can train other people to do that. But my time as a business owner needs to be preserved. There needs to be some gates around it. Why? Because if I continue to give away my value for free, I will not have the time to create the programs for the people that are willing to pay for that value that I can really help. Because, you know, typically I might convert 20 or 30% of the people I talk to, depending on the month. It could be higher than that on a certain month. But why should I have 80% of the people I talk to walk away and never appreciate my value and I've just wasted that time and money? Put a sales page up. Put a sales funnel in place. Let the sales funnel address all of the ins and outs. And you can handle the emotional closers and the logical closers and the fear of missing out closers. And you can handle all of their objections in a sales funnel. Right? There's no need for you to do it online. Back in the day, I used to uh, train and coach uh, inside sales and outside sales and telemarketers and that sort of thing. And Boy, it was all about overcoming objections when in telemarketing. It was like, you know, the minute someone said, I don't have time to talk to you right now. It's like, oh, you know, you, you got to overcome the objection. You got to be really fast. Well, we don't sell like that anymore. It's all value based for me. I don't want to sell like overcoming your objections. Why? Because we've got to live with each other for the next month. Right. And putting out your podcast. And I've got to enjoy working with you. I've got to enjoy working with your podcast. But. I don't want to overcome your objections in such a way to force you to make a decision. But if I put my sales funnel out there, my sales funnel can do it. And if you're an emotional closer, that'll be addressed. If you're a logical closer, that'll be addressed. If you're a fear of missing out person, that'll be addressed too. And you know what? If it's the right move for you, you take it, right? But it doesn't need me in the middle of it sabotaging my own sales efforts. If you're doing the same thing with yourself, I would implore you to stop. Stop doing that. Put a gate around your time. Don't just give away every single thing for free. I do actually have some clients, which is, which is, I'm like, go girl, whenever this happens, but that like they're, they have hired us as a company, but I, I've never even spoken to the podcast host. It's been their director of operations. It's been their outbound business manager or whoever else who's reached out, done the the due diligence, done the vetting or whatever, and hired us, right? But I don't need to speak with them, right? And, and so it's just one of those things. I admire them for putting gates around their time and valuing their time. And they hire and delegate to people that can do these tasks. You know, I can train somebody to take a sales consultation call, but what I can't do is train somebody to replace me working with me at a very high level, getting your podcast monetized and having everything done for you, right? I can't replace all of that. So 
we ch- we pick and choose what we what we want to uh, sort of let the automation do. And for me, and for you potentially, don't feel like you got to be the salesperson. Be the teaser. Be the one that throws out the hooks and then direct people to your web page, your sales funnel. Get your sales funnel set up so that it's handling everything. And it's not just a page on your website that's like, we've got this and we've got that and we've got the other and we've got this. And if you want this and if you want that, and if you only have this much to spend, if you only have that much to spend, no. Filter it out. Each product needs a sales page and you need to go through the whole thing of closing them. And let the sales page do the selling for you. It's much more effective than you or I will ever be. Plus, when we get done, there's data, right? We can see how many people put the object in their cart and abandon their cart. And we can follow up with them. We can see how many put people went to a certain page and where they went with heat maps and that sort of thing on those pages and what they're looking for. We can see what type of questions our customer service or our chat people are getting about the products and services, and we can build that back into the funnel. So that's addressed too. Don't use your time for that. And don't let on your podcast, your own money blocks, sabotage your efforts to sell. Because it will. You don't need to tell people about every nuance of the program. And we give you this and we give you that and we give you that and you get this and you get that and you get the other thing. And before you know it, you're just overwhelmed with all the things I'm throwing at you. And the bottom line is you just wanted some help, right? So I want you to understand what a sales page is, what a sales funnel is, and understand its role for you as a podcaster, and also how it can get you off the hook for all of your weaknesses and baggage and things that you're working to overcome, but you're not quite there yet, right? Use your sales page. And you know what? Once you get that sales funnel built, go to people in your family and say, here's this URL. I want you to look at it and number one, tell me who it's for and tell me what it's selling, right? And if they come back and they go, I don't really know who it's for, but it seems like they're selling, oh, I don't know, weight loss program or something, then go back and refine your page, right? These are just very basic things that successful marketers use and everybody needs a sales funnel. And let the sales funnel do the selling for you, not you. On your podcast and on your mid-roll calls to action, just throw out different hooks, explain the results that you can get for people, and give them the URL if they're interested. That's all it takes. You don't have to go over every detail. You don't have to spend five minutes on it. You don't want to have a five-minute mid-roll. That's going to suck for everybody. (laughs) So... All right, so I'll get off my soapbox now, but I want you to understand because I see a lot of examples of where people are selling things on their website and there's no sales page. It's just a almost like a e-commerce type thing where it's just like, choose this, choose this, choose this. They don't know who it's for. They don't know what it is and, and they wonder why they're not getting sales. At the same time, I listen to podcasts and people really struggling with their pitches for their mid-roll ads and they want to tell them every single thing about it because they feel like if you just knew all about it, you would see it as valuable. Leave that to your sales funnel. Let your sales funnel do the work for you. You just throw out the compelling hooks, throw out the results and the things that you can get done for people because of the services that you provide and show them where they can get more information, right? That's all you have to do. 
And when you use these things correctly, it makes it so much easier. It makes it feel so much better. And it makes you feel like you're more in alignment with what you really are wanting to do, which is bring people into your sales funnel, bring people into your email list and that sort of thing. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. Um, if you have questions about it, obviously you can reach out to me. My email is Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com. You can also find us at teampodcast.com online. And if you go to uh, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, that's where you can find out about the podcast tune ups. I've been having a lot of fun doing it and been exposed to a lot of really cool podcasts that are doing so many things right. And honestly, when I look at them, I'm like, man, it would be a shame if this podcast didn't monetize. So that's the goal to get everyone monetized that wants to be monetized and that that started their podcast as a purpose of bringing in revenue. So hope that's been helpful for you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.